Buckaroos. This is the after show. Um, I think. Anyway, I'm not in- entirely certain if that's the one we're even recording right now. It is. Um, it is definitely is. We're going to say yes, though. Um, uh, I am your host this time. Uh, I was going to say this week, but that sounds really optimistic. Um, so I am your host today. Uh, my name is Kelly Gamont, and with me is my opposite coast partner in podcasting crime, Formerly stuffy Cylon media sensation, Mike Rose. Hi, Mike. Hi, Kelly. How the hell are you? Oh, my God. I wish I knew. I wish we all knew. What is... So as we record this, it's it's <laughs> it's Friday, December 16th, 2022, closing in on the end of the year. And, um, you know, our... I guess our default social media platform default or our most frequently used social media platform is literally melting into a pile of slag yes Um, there is a smoking crater where my social media of choice used to be yeah and so that that's kind of the subtext for for what is going on at the moment uh if you're trying to pin this if you're if you're listening to this in your bunker years from now (laughs) Uh, I I feel bad that you don't have audiobooks or uh, one of those podcasts <laughs> that reads you the terms of service to right. listen to instead. You are you are the you are the equivalent of the Twilight Zone guy with all the books who broke his glasses. Except all you have yes. is the after show and a, <laughs> and a zune and um and oh and what goodness. has what has happened? This is Friday, so what has happened on Thursday, um, the Thursday night massacre, yeah. the the current owner of uh, of Twitter has uh, decided, or decided, it's not even clear that anyone is making decisions. But what has happened is a bunch well, he's of journalists done a thing. I a mean, thing has we can, happened. We can say that, yeah. A, a bunch of journalists who cover uh, Twitter and 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 Tesla have been banned from the platform. Uh, whether that's temporary or permanent remains to be seen. At least and one th- was permanent that I saw yesterday. Uh, well, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rupart, he got an he, he was told it was a permanent ban, but then but the you know the the running narrative of the of dear leader has changed repeatedly. Okay. Yeah. Um this is all fallout from the Elon Jet account, which was the the bot that automatically tweeted the location, the ADSB and, transponder location of Elon's jet. Which is which, A not entirely secret and B a thing that's been happening for a long time, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and and also, by the way, protected by the First Amendment, um, as you know, free speech aficionados might note, uh, there's 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 case law, and it's it's perfectly legal to do it. Um, well Twitter, trod territory. Well trod territory. Twitter then, uh, you know, in the present, in the person of Musk, uh, saying you can't you can't give people's real time location. Um, this then was combined with a supposed stalking or attempted stalking of uh his musk's kid with a video that was shot apparently nowhere near an airport had nothing to do with the with the with the plane location and then as these journalists were were talking about on twitter talking about what was happening they um all sort of got <laughs> got got, me- got memory hold and at the same time, anyone, and we're going to talk, I suspect we're going to talk about Mastodon a little bit, but but anyone oh, yeah. anyone who was putting a link to their Mastodon profile in their Twitter profile was told that it was a potential malware link. Yeah. It, and and the, that's gone through a few 
iterations because the first yeah. iteration was um, if you add, you can add it and it can be on your profile. But if somebody clicks on it, it's going to say, ooh, that's a big scary link. Are you really sure? And then it turned into um, uh, you cannot add one at all. Yeah. Like if you yeah. try to put it there, you just the, the web page comes back to you and says hard pass. You can't. Yeah. That's not happening. So yeah, it's gotten uh, even more it's interesting. Got, but apparently, that's it's only so if you're using like the bigger instances, I guess. Yeah, there's a list. So. Uh, there seems to be some correspondence with a list of major instances, and if you if you're on a smaller yeah. sort of Samizdat or do-it-yourself instance, you're not going to get filtered. But like we're talking about this, and this is all happening in real time. So that's why I like, wanted to give everybody sort yeah, of a like pin. Because yeah, um, what was the uh, was it? I think it was the. Uh, the 2020 election, maybe, and I just remember that this this post went by on Twitter back when you could read things there. Mm-hmm. Um, that and somebody said, uh, you know, current scholars, like I cover uh, from 1600 to 1798 or something like that. You know, with right. regards to whatever. And then somebody Europe. else said, I. Uh, I cover Twitter from 10 to 10.15 on December 16th, 2022. <laughs> right. And yeah, it was just really, and, and um, yeah, I can see yeah. that. So yeah, it was really funny. Um, yeah, Macedon is super, here's the thing about Macedon. A long time ago, and I can't even remember what it was, um, but there was a another one of these moments where everybody kind of went, well, yeah, I guess that's it for Twitter. And went and set stuff up someplace mm-hmm. else and one of those places was app.net uh one of those places was micro.blog yep uh one of those places was mastodon and so i have an account from like 2018 i think it is on mastodon mm-hmm. and uh so i went back and dusted it off set it all up and found out you know some other people are writing uh new apps to interact with it which is really nice hi paul um and found and it's very much the vibe of when I first joined Twitter that I enjoyed of yeah. the, from Twitter back in the day when there would be uh, goofy hashtag games and things like that. Like I am in the midst right now of a conversation with Peter Cohen. Hi, Peter. Hey, and Peter. And Jack Brewster. Uh, hi, Jack. Um, both of whom are uh, fun and hilarious. And like um, I will sit in the back of the bus with the two of them forever. And it doesn't matter what stickers on the side. That's where I will be. Uh, and we're. I, I think I'm about to slap a hashtag on it so we can have fun with Obi-Wan Lebowski. <laughs> um, the, so the force really holds the room together literally holds the room together <laughs> uh yeah we it's been it, it, it's been pretty entertaining um so we've been talking Jeez. about uh uh because peter started out expressing a desire for a bathrobe slash cardigan and i'm like you know they like they hmm. make cardigans that are bathrobe sized yeah, so like they? that doesn't seem like a that doesn't seem like it's all that far off so um, he mentioned that uh, a like yeah the the big Lebowski's Pendleton sweater has that vibe and b uh, that would definitely work for his Obi Wan Lebowski cosplay and now we're off to the races so um, <laughs> this is the kind of thing that used to happen on Twitter all the time that was really fun so um, the the crash course I will say for for Macedon if you decide to move over there mm-hmm. is pick one yeah pick an instance uh, you don't you don't have to stay there. 
Um, Your posts will stay, but if you decide to move on to another instance, you can hit a switch on the old one and hit a switch on the new one. And eventually all your followers will, will show up as following on your new account and it's all fine. But Mm -hmm. um, there is no algorithm. So anything that happens there is 100% of your, of of your own making. You either follow somebody who shares a lot of other people's posts. Hi, Don Melton. Or you, (laughs) Oh my God. Hi, Don um, Melton, for sure. Like, he's fallen pretty far down that, like, welcome wagon rabbit hole, and it's amazing, and I love it so much. So, um, he, like, he's a person that just shares a lot of stuff to give it exposure for other people. So, um, for a lot of folks, like, there's a lot of people posting, like, introduction posts and talking about, um, uh, you know, here are the things that I'm into, and here's, you know, the kind of stuff that I will post here, and then um, adding... Uh, you know, like anything that you that that shows up there is not like I followed this person, so all of a sudden this other stuff from somebody kind of like them is just going to magically appear in my feed. Like, mm-hmm. no, baby, that's not how this works. It's all a hundred percent by hand, which is great. Um, all the servers are sort of unofficially affiliated. It's almost like email. Like, the, lots the of wor- people have lots of different email servers, but if you send something from one to somebody on a different one they'll still see it. it it seems like the word you're searching for there is federated it is but federated is not a thing that makes a lot of sense in practical terms to a lot of people yeah, which is why i went point, for it fair so point. Fair point, yeah fair point. as soon as you get into how it all like fits together it gets really boring and people's eyes glaze over so <laughs> and i don't blame true. them like it's not always all that interesting so um you know so follow somebody or you can follow a, a hashtag those those still exist so go you know if you see somebody post something you go, oh you know that star wars hashtag is an interesting one obi-wan lebowski is an interesting hashtag uh first of all if you are welcome you are my people and <laughs> and i'm probably gonna say hi to you in about a half an hour and um and you can turn your timeline into what you want you're, you're not waiting for something else to do it for you so yeah. um the so the first thing to do is go show up over there start following people um particularly the people who reshare because they will sh- they will share something and you'll go oh that person looks really interesting and then you can follow them yep. easy peasy yeah. uh, and then the next thing i would say to do is once you choose the instance that you are going to use um look at the rules for it and look yes. at how you look at how you can contribute to that server in a meaningful way go give Go give the server $10. Go contribute to Macedon at like two bucks a month or something. Mm-hmm. Um, just to make sure that they stay around. Because a lot of the people who are running these servers are running them out of the goodness of their... It's like equal parts. Um, I think the world needs one of these. And I this is my idea of a good time is spinning up a server and, you know... yeah. Kubernetes and and all those sorts of things, you know. I don't. I, I don't Docker, know. Docker, well, Kubernetes. You know, some people that's their idea of a fun Saturday night. Hi, Sean. Um, <laughs> so if that's the case, then you know, here you go. Uh, but I would say like you should just make that a matter of course. It doesn't have to be a monthly thing or anything. But like especially if you're going to join uh, before 2023 drops, which I'm under the impression is still actually going to happen, then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first, first, Mike, first, uh, first pop filter whack of the night. First, Mike, just, Mike collision. We just uh, our our, lis- our listeners have certain expectations, and and this is one of them that Mike is going to collide with his microphone. So I apologize yes. for that. Uh, so go give them a little bit of money. Just think of it as like, um, uh, pay, you know, paying at the door. You know, this paying is your it forward. Charge. Paying, paying ten dollars or whatever. 
Yeah. And just make it, you know, let somebody know that you appreciate that they are doing this because most of these people, like, it's not a paid gig to go run a, a Macedon instance. So um, Very much not. Very much give not. Give them a little, yeah. So they're doing, it, you know, they're doing a good thing out there. Um, and, and a lot of people are still finding each other, which is the part that's just sort of warming my heart. Like a bunch of people that were fun on Twitter, like I can follow them again. And there's all these, you know, well, that's right. right. That's one of the fascinating things is it, it the, so I was, I, I did not have one, so I did not have a legacy or sort of on ice Mastodon account sitting around uh, from, you know, 2018 waiting yeah. for this moment. But I did have, <laughs> Uh, I did have a friend, uh, Kevin Slavin, friend of the friend of the podcast. Hi, Kevin. Um, hi, Kevin. Who um, who reached out sort of early early on in the in the bird site meltdown and said, "Hey, uh, we're uh, myself and and my friend Irwin, a couple of other people are are putting our heads together and spinning up a mastodon instance." And invited a few, you know, a, it was a selected, it was very selective, you know, it was very artisanal. <laughs> uh, and I was very, I was flattered to be included. So, but, but I got on and it was Wait, kind of. you can't, oh no, you're in Brooklyn. So I'm yeah, in Brooklyn. You, you can do that yeah. too. Okay. No, I fine. can. Yes. Yeah, it's not, it's not just a Portland thing. Let's not, let's not. <laughs> I know. Let's not get, put a fence around it. That's um, the joke, Mike. I get, yeah, well, I'm sorry it went over my head. Um, <laughs> the, the problem was that at first I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was able to sort of, you know, meander around without breaking anything for a bit. And then, you know, someone pointed out that there are these um, utilities, there's these apps mm -hmm. or scrapers that will go look at, number one, they will go look at your Twitter followers and following list mm -hmm. and look to see if they have a Mastodon link or Mastodon profile yes. handle in their profile. Mm -hmm. And also suggest that you do that for yourself. So I did that. I put my I put my handle in my profile weeks and weeks ago before before it was malware before it was toxic to do so. <laughs> yes. um, and and I ran one of those you know follow finders and got a you know found a, a bunch of my people and followed mm -hmm. them and it was great. Which one did you and use? I I have to go back and look. It was a while okay. ago. I, I I definitely posted about it, so I'll have to hunt it down. Um, okay. But. But what has been fascinating is that now, because I do have my profile link in my Twitter profile, mm -hmm. I see the waves. Mm -hmm. I see the people onboarding because I like there's like ten or ten or twenty people that I know mm -hmm. who suddenly follow me. There's Mile High Brendan. There's Peter Cohen. There's 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 Binky John Welch, who by the way, by the way, blocked me on Twitter like five years ago <laughs> because <laughs> because we got into an argument about you know em radiation from radomes on on planes and of course he was in the air force he's like mike you don't know what you're talking about and i was like okay but and he's like i got no time for you and he shut me down which was sad because i like john um and we yeah. you know when we're in the same space physical space we get along fine <laughs> um but he didn't want to deal with my nonsense which is fine but now there he is on mass and i was like oh it's binky Cool. So Yay. he hasn't shut. And and actually, there's a there's a, a non-zero like not just him. There's also um, Derek Powzek, who I know f I know slightly from many many years ago. We have mm -hmm. friends in common, and we had followed one another on Twitter very very early on. And then eventually he he blocked me. I was like, well, okay, I guess I did something, whatever. But now there, it's like it's it's a reset. It's fascinating to see this sort of opportunity to come back. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned something really important, and I think this is a distinction. Maybe, maybe this is this can be some listener service. Who knows? I'm gonna guess the average, the mean after show listener, and I want to point out 
our listeners are not mean. You are all sweet <laughs> and delightful. But the but the median the mathematical, the, the mathematical mean thing of this, yes. Of the after show listeners. Which is what most people say when they mean average, let's just point it out. That's, that's usually that's what I mean. Um so that that hypothetical person probably knows about Mastodon and probably knows quite a bit about Mastodon and also probably was on Twitter for quite some time. And those yes. are the people who, like me and like you, may recall that although Mastodon today does not have any cross-instance full-text search, so you can't search for, like, you can't arbitrarily search for a string or a topic. You can only search for hashtags. So that mm-hmm. means hashtags are very important. But... You can search... Who- Stars too. You can search stars. Like but you, that, I think think things that you have favorite, like you have starred, regardless yeah. of of origin. But there's things that you can do on Twitter today, like search right. earthquake. Yes. If you if there's an earthquake near you, that you can't currently do on Mastodon because there's not that full text indexing. Mm-hmm. But but we some may recall the the the, the most the, famous reindeer. The most of all? famous reindeer Sorry, of all. Just... We're gonna get we're gonna get to that. By the way, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> But some may recall. I know you had some new Christmas carols that we're going to. That talk about. Twitter, in the beginning, and for the first, I mean, certainly into like the 2000, 2007, 2008 timeframe, also did not have full text search. Oh, yeah. They bought a company. They bought a third party company. They bought, yeah. That was indexing it. Mm-hmm. So, so it is. it is possible to do like a microblogging service that doesn't have full text search. And it is just really interesting to see, just as. The current owner of Twitter is speed running the history of content moderation. Yeah. Mastodon is sort of speed running the history of microblogging uh, in mm-hmm. in a in a weird and funky way. Uh, but it is it is fascinating. It is great to sort of see people pop up. Um, go for those hashtags. I will. I agree. I I started the uh, the Mastodonica Mastodonica Hanukkah hashtag today. And I giggled uh, about it for a really long time. I and it's like it pe- getting so some attention. And I, I do like the way you, you address the, the necessary knowledge to set up a, a server or an instance. Uh, Dr. Kubernetes, attorney at law. Uh, <laughs> good, good, uh, good CBS, uh, Paramount Plus, uh, CBS All uh, Access. Now streaming web, on web Costco owners. Plus. <laughs> now, now streaming on BJ's. Um, <laughs> I have to admit, I lifted that from Saturday Night Live, but it was one, like, during a debate or something, somebody said, like, one of the debate cold open sketches or something, what somebody said, uh, coming soon to Costco Plus. And I just started giggling about it, and I just keep waiting to hear that it's going to be a real thing, so. The, the, by the way, there's a, the, the Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast, my gosh, Beauty <laughs> and the Beast 30th anniversary special, um, was it's a good thing I'm already drinking. Yes, it was on Go TV. On. It was on TV yesterday, but is now is day one day plus one on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. So anybody who is like who would like to see it um, can go check out. Um, yeah, can go oh, check it out. Let's talk about another thing that's on Disney Plus for really quick, sure. very very quickly. Um, so this is uh, basically Brett Goldstein and I having a one sided conversation because I'm the only one that's here. Um, <laughs> Uh, another momentous anniversary this year is that the Muppet Christmas Carol turns thirty. And yes. wait, wait, you... th- wait, hold on a second. The Muppet Christmas Carol and Beauty and the Beast are the same age. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so, um, uh, if if you recall, as you say, um, wh- that originally 
there was a, a bonus song that makes a whole lot of stuff in the movie make a lot more sense because they left in the reference to it uh, later okay. in the film. And there's a song that uh, takes place in the middle of the movie and it's sort of slow and sort of sad. And initially, um, Jim Henson Workshop said, we, we can't, like, we, we can't leave it there. Kids aren't going to sit through this. And so they cut it. So it was in the theatrical release, but like on TV, you couldn't see it. And the DVD came out and had it, but um, like people didn't, rem like people didn't remember it or they only put, I don't remember what the deal is, but there was a thing where like, uh, if you got the D if you got the VHS tape, ask your parents and then watched it on TV, they weren't the same version because this song was not in one of them. And if you go to the extras, if you mm -hmm. look up my book, Christmas Carol on Disney Plus, and you look in the extras, the bottom extra is the whole other version of the movie that includes the song. Whoa. And they just kind of tucked it in there. So you need to know about this. Um, it's very important. It makes me very happy that everybody else can watch it too because it makes the movie make a lot more sense. Um, even though like people whose thing is Charles Dickens and isn't necessarily Muppets or A Christmas Carol have all said like the one the the version on the version committed to film that is the most faithful to the original text is the Muppet Christmas Carol because mm -hmm. they they like quote it to you directly <laughs> throughout the film. It's like right there. Uh, so there's a lot of things that don't um that don't make sense you know, otherwise. And so, um, you know, uh, Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat are sort of the, the narrators and you kind of, mm -hmm. they, they give you like the commentary track and it's the, just the, delightful. The Greek chorus. Yes. And I, I love them so much. And uh, they are such a fun team in this. And it's still, I mean, I just told you it's been 30 years and it's still weird to watch because this was the first thing they did after... Uh, Jim passed away. Like they were on the verge of starting actual production on Muppet Christmas Carol mm. when uh, when he came down with the flu that eventually turned into pneumonia and killed him. So mm. uh, that's that's part. So there's always that little bit in the back of my mind of like, no, actually, it's sad, you know, because um, it is a little bit, and it probably always will be because that's just how I roll. But it's still really it's it's really interesting to watch as a like as a thing and also like you know it's it's really close to uh the initial book so right. um and you know if you watch that one and, and maybe you want a, a, a little bit more modern take you want something that's uh slightly more entertaining you can always flip one app tile to the left yes and fire up apple tv plus and yes. watch spirited yes with will ferrell and yes. ryan reynolds yes and that man is just not fair like ryan reynolds can be funny and be serious and looks like that and can sing and can dance and and owns part of a football team and and a, yeah. and a, and a mobile carrier and a gin like, company and, and, a mar and marketing company yeah. well can I can I just say plug for uh, another another friend of the show? Yes. And you might think, oh, there's no chance that Kelly Ocoin was in Spirited, and I would say to you, you're right, he's not. But you know who is? Who? My my friend Adam Grouper is in Spirited. Adam Grouper. Hi, Adam. Adam. Adam is in Spirited. Adam plays the boss of Ryan Reynolds' character <gasps> in the flashback, where the day the day that his character, and I can't even remember the character's name, uh, 
quits and goes off to form his own agency and takes uh, yeah, Octavia yeah, yeah. Spencer with him. Yeah. And and he's the one who, like, Octavia Spencer looks across the office and, like, makes eye contact with the boss. And the boss is like, gives uh-huh. him a nod, like, it's okay. We I know. You have to go. Um, and he's, first of all, he's fantastic. Like, he actually really grounds the piece. Like, there's a, there's a real sort of emotional honesty about that, that one scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, when, when there's so got, much. It's got those <clears throat> moments throughout, which I love. Yeah, there's these, there's these really sort of there's these these touchstone moments when when so much scenery is being chewed by Will Ferrell <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds. There are these really lovely little touchstone moments throughout the piece of of emotional honesty, and and Adam has one of those. But also, what's hilarious to me because I know him is that he is a musical theater actor. He's a musical theater performer. He's a Broadway musical theater performer. He has his his most recent appearance on Broadway was in My Fair Lady where he understudied um uh Doolittle and um what's his name? Henry Higgins uh friend, the other doctor. I forget forget the character's oh. name. Anyway. Yes. Um but then he was he was on tour as Doolittle. He was like touring with the Broadway company of My Fair Lady. He can sing and dance. He is he is a professional song and dance person. Bang. And he is one of the few characters in Spirited who, who neither no sing, no singing, that. no dancing whatsoever. I should also mention that another <laughs> friend of the show, this is a weird yes. coincidence, uh, my friend Bettina Hasty worked as a, as a seamstress. She was on the costume crew uh, nice. for that film because it was filmed in Boston. And if you watch Spirited and mm-hmm. then you go watch Free Guy, yeah, you will see... That they actually, there's some very, very closely matching locations. There's like one promenade. <laughs> there's one promenade harborside in Boston where you look across, like past them. You're like, hmm, this looks like they might have been standing in the exact same spot. So yes, <laughs> so they did. They were in Boston. Uh, Bettina worked on the film. Adam worked on the film. It's great. It's lovely. It's a very lovely holiday film. It and, really is. It um, may. It yeah. may. I mean, the the bar is high. I've only watched it twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, spirited, that is. Um. I've only watched it twice, but um, as of now, it's right up there with Scrooged in my personal list of um, uh, modern, interesting retellings of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Well, I mean, I loved Scrooged so much. It was so weird. And like the thing about it, the thing about Scrooged is that the further away we get from it coming out, the weirder it gets because we're further away from it being 100% of its time. Yes. And so, um, like, I have used that as an example, even though it's not 100%, you know, realism. Um, yeah, you want to know what the 80s were like? Watch Scrooged and get back to it. Well, it's, it's part of it. I almost think of Scrooged as part of a, a triptych, like a trilogy of Bill Murray ghost movies. <laughs> and, and stay with me. Stay with me here. Follow me here. I've got nowhere else to go. <laughs> Ghostbusters, yes. which of course is a trilogy in itself, but just the original Ghostbusters. OG Ghostbusters is OG a Ghostbusters, film. and we have Bill Murray as the as the skept- the skeptic dragged into the supernatural. Yes, we have Scrooged, mm-hmm. which was uh, you know again Bill Murray the skeptic mm-hmm. dragged into the supernatural, and I'm gonna I'm yes. gonna connect another dot in a second. But we also have Groundhog Day. Yes, Bill Murray. As the skeptic mm-hmm. dragged into the supernatural. By Sonny and Cher. By Sonny and Cher. And in each of those films, there is a there is a parallel archetype. 
And I, I, I would argue that the uh, Chris Elliott character mm-hmm. in in um, in Groundhog Day is, or possibly the guys the guys at the bowling alley who want flapjacks in the but but are yes. uh, Rick Ducommon and the other guy whose name I can't remember um, are parallel to mm-hmm. um, Bobcat Goldthwaite's character in Scrooged. Uh. And Rick Moranis's character in Ghostbusters, mm. the the dweeb, the the <laughs> the sort of loose cannon dweeb, and I mean it really. The Bobcat Goldthwait Goldthwait character and Rick Moranis's character are end up being super close in those. So anyway, I feel I'm just like saying you may be the first person to put Rick Moranis and Bobcat Goldthwait in the same sentence. It's possible. I, I'm not. I'm not going to say it's not true. But, I would love I, if one of them was a friend of the show, and if you are, please let us know, and we will happily <laughs> say hello to you until I'm, we don't I'm do this show anymore. Two degrees from Bobcat Goldthwait. I feel like I'm like I'm at my limit. By the way, for like for like film people, showbiz people, name dropping at the moment, which is unfortunate because we're going to have another friend of the show to talk about in a second. <laughs> um, but. Uh, but I do, I do know somebody who's a who's one of the wait, wait, don't tell me panelists who knows Bobcat. So, but that doesn't Aha, that doesn't okay. necessarily help. That's not going to help him listen to the show. But this yeah. is my theory. This is my theory. I like that, it. That that Scrooged, Ghostbusters, and uh, Groundhog Day are of are, a piece. are of a piece. They're of, they're they're a continuum. It's not the same guy, but it's the no. same guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, similar we'll run arc. that, run that up the flagpole, and, and and all pinned down by the same actor. Which is, yeah, well, yeah, we'll run yeah. that up the flagpole. We'll see. We'll see if Who the groundhog salutes, salutes. We'll see if the groundhog sees his shadow. And <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's 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 our mix. Should we make that the title for the show? See if see if the groundhog salutes the flag or something. I, like I don't it. know. Yeah. See if the groundhog, run it up the flagpole <laughs> and see if the groundhog see salutes. The groundhog yeah. Salutes yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm writing it down. I'm writing yeah. it down to remember it later. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that yeah. So. It is a great, uh, it is a great uh, uh, Christmas Carol take, but I, I really, I, I do think Muppet Christmas Carol. There's something there that is, you know, that is unique. That it, it, I mean, yes. it, I, again, of its time, but also something very, very special and, and worth the thing, watching. The thing about it that, like, one of the things that I also like about it is that it makes a good example of what the Muppets used to be, because. There's still barely controlled chaos, like all all throughout the film. You have yeah. silly things happening. You have very small stakes things happening. You have tiny little running gags. You have little throwaway jokes. Um, all these little things that happen that are are funny and quick and small. And like the throwaway line, you know the and and the if you aren't watching really closely, you will miss it. Kind of stuff that they put in those is always my favorite things and it's not because i'm always watching out for them it's just that like the throwaway the throwaway line is one of the things that has always entertained me very very consistently Mm -hmm. and so all the little things they do in that movie uh always make me really happy but it's one of the things that that the the spirit of that and i can't quantify it any better than that but the spirit of that Mm -hmm. is something that uh is why why the Muppets were as popular as they were and why they were able to get people that everybody knows 
to go appear on the Muppet Show once everybody yeah. got a good look at what they were doing because you can't get Gene Kelly if you're just a bunch of goofballs with socks on the ends of your arms. And <laughs> he did make Xanadu. Let's be clear. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> that- he was still Gene Kelly. He's still I mean, Gene Kelly. That film, by the way, is the live action equivalent of the Muppets. It's absolutely kind of bonkers. Yeah. It's bonkers. Um, so, you know, you don't get him or Joel Gray or, you know, any. Christopher uh, Reeve. Christopher Reeve. Gene, um, Hack- Gene Hackman. Well, I'm not talking. I'm thinking um, the Muppet Show, sorry. But but who's yeah, in. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of like OG Muppet Show. Like Peter Sellers, you know, isn't going to yeah. bother with you if you're not. If you're not really on your game. And those are. You know, and. And that's part of what's kind of missing from the new one is like everybody thought they needed to make the modern and like maybe you just need to not make references to pete rose right but that's not the same as making it you know making it a modern thing like you can't make ford pinto jokes in a, a muppet show that you're trying to release in 2022 it's not gonna work no not gonna you work know, you I mean, can make a joke with, about a thing that explodes, but maybe the thing that explodes is not the Pinto. Like, that's, you know, that's it. Like, you you need to keep that. Everything is chaos. Yeah. If Kermit had any fingernails, that's all he's holding on by. You know, <laughs> like the basics, you know, but everybody there just cares the absolute crap out of each other. And like all of, you know, and all of the mayhem and everything happens. But when it comes down to it, everybody's there for everybody's there for Miss Piggy. Whether she's there for anybody else is a question for the ages, because that's always how she's been. That's just so what she's. That's that just kind her of deal. yeah. Hello and welcome to um, <laughs> Kelly's shameless plea to get Brett Goldstein on the show. Apparently, um, but yeah. So that's another uh, Christmas one. And speaking of Brett Goldstein, uh, I've now I believe my count of watching Carol of the Bells, which is the season two episode of Ted Lasso that takes place at Christmas, is now four since Thanksgiving. That's impressive. That's quite impressive. It's so, so good. It's half an hour of everything I love about Christmas. Uh, people who are not necessarily family who all come together and have a really good time. Funny stuff happens. There's alcohol. There's singing along to Christmas songs. There's magical things that happen. There's doing good things for other people. There's showing up for somebody in an unexpected way. All that's great. And I'm 100% here for a sappy holiday thing like that and spirited and Muppet Christmas Carol and I love it all. And Scrooge. Um and did, did did we did we clarify what Brett Goldstein's involved like current day involvement with the 30th anniversary is? Like I, I don't think we actually said what he did. <laughs> I don't think we talked well, I don't think we talked about that. Um I know that messages started rolling in and <laughs> I basically had to leave my phone charging all day <laughs> as a result of this of of tell, tell our tell, tell our listeners tell our listeners what the project well, is. The first thing I need to do is tell you to go look up Brett Goldstein Sesame Street because he did get to be on Sesame Street, um, and uh, he is there with a couple of other Muppets and they talk about the F word and it's hilarious because um, the F word is fairness. Hope I didn't give anything away there, um, but. We we had Ray Kent on to talk about the F word. It's really oh entertaining. To my me. God! So um, anyway, uh, Brett Goldstein sat down with the Muppets and for Entertainment Weekly and talked about making a Muppet Christmas Carol and how all of that went. And uh, I feel like he and I had the same expression on our faces the entire time, which was just. Ee- um, you know, it's, I saw his, that were a I, facial expression. I saw his Instagram post 
which he he's, he it, he said he basically said I've never never in my career have I said yes to something more quickly than this. Like it was They didn't finish. <laughs> they I'm didn't finish asking him. <laughs> I'm convinced that you know whatever the rest of the sentence was was immaterial. We'd like you to interview the muppet. Yes. You know, like you don't the man's one man Muppet Christmas Carol is still on YouTube for all to enjoy. So what what he what he said was he said on Instagram, Jeannie, Brett, I will grant you one wish. You can interview a group of artists about the making of one film. Now take your time, think carefully. This is Brett says, ready? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, yes. And and, and I mean, I, that I, is I, his I, thing, to be fair. Like he had yeah. to have had that wish, you know, locked and loaded because he has a podcast called Films to Be Buried With, which is him talking to people about the movie that they deep down love deeply in their souls. And this is his. Well, it, it, go. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put the Instagram link in the show notes, and I'm gonna put it in our <laughs> notes right now. And the expression on his face is the same expression, Kelly, that you would have if you were surrounded. By these Muppets. It, uh, is, it a, is the expression it is a I have had on my face when I have been surrounded by Muppets. I have uh, three times been in the presence of, not not while they were actively being operated, but I have been in the presence of the original Kermit <laughs> the Frog twice. And because uh, they toured, uh, they toured Muppets um, uh, in the 80s. And uh, I got to see the original Kermit, who is now in the Smithsonian, and you can see him there. Um, and I got to see a Fozzie and uh, the original Big, or not the original Big Bird, but like the one before the one that you could watch on TV in that moment, Big Bird. And uh, a Miss Piggy and a couple of others that were part of this exhibit that toured and came to Portland. And when I was young, uh, we came to Portland on vacation, because remember, I grew up in the wilderness, not here. And went there and got to see all kinds of cool Muppety things. And then at uh, Experience Music Project in Seattle, they had, they call it something else now that I can't remember, but uh, they had a Muppet exhibit. And it's one of the few times I ever uh, saw something say like tickets on sale now. And I bought tickets and just told Mr. Kelly later, uh, we're going to go do this. Um, Mm -hmm. More importantly, I have two tickets to this. And I bought the second one in hopes that you would join me. If you don't, that's mm-hmm. fine. I will be in Seattle at this time with or without you. So uh, I don't really do that very often. I'm not a, it will shock people to know I don't really boss him around all that much. But um, like I can probably, it's probably in all the years we've been together, it's like a single digit number of times. And this is one of those times I went, I'm going to be in Seattle for this thing and got to see. Uh, loads of Muppets, including from Labyrinth and from the Dark Crystal, and it was super duper great. And uh, I also have seen Yoda up close and in person too, which was super fun. So, yeah. I, I I I I retract my my facial expression prediction. Well, it's one of two. It's either the expression that Brett Goldstein has in that Instagram post, or it's the expression <laughs> of the guy standing outside the Lucite cylinder in Duncan Davidson's famous photo of the. <laughs> The original iPhone uh, at yeah. MacWorld, which I have that somewhere in this house, is a is a print. I don't know if it's a signed print, but it's a print I got from <laughs> him that is in a in an envelope somewhere, and I've never gotten it framed. I have to do that. Yes. That is on my list. I have that print. It's a really it's a great picture, and that's the face. That is the face I think you were making when you saw Yoda under glass. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, Yoda under glass, by the way, not anybody's favorite uh, holiday meal. But you know what? <laughs> you can you cook what makes you happy. Um, <laughs> really thought you were headed for a tribute band there, and I wanted to know where it was going. Yoda, Yoda under glass. I don't know. I don't even know what band that would be. Uh, God, that's a tough one. Um, uh, Captain Captain Beefheart, maybe I don't know. I yeah, have to work it, on it. I was gonna say to it's workshop be it. Old and weird. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of old and weird, um, I'm let's... right here, Mike. <laughs> I did it again. I hit the. Fr- I've got to move this pop filter. <laughs> this is the first time I've you had need to the... just get the foam thing so that it's not. It. Oh, I could yeah. do that, but I, this is also the first time I've had. So I've rearranged my desk and everything and moved everything around. This is the first time I've had the the articulated mic arm set back up since I moved my desk around. Aren't both um, your arms articulated? Yeah, yeah, more or less. I'm never going to um, get tired of that joke. Since 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 the accident. Um, <laughs> and, but and do I keep, you have kung fu grip? Because I know our most recent episode says you have bionic parts. I, I do. Um, but I I can't help like I think I think listeners know this is a this is an action podcast and both Kelly and I <laughs> imagine us both vigorously gesticulating and talking with our hands throughout the entire show and that is what is happening and I'm I'm hitting things I'm whacking I mean, the I'm whacking the furniture To be fair that's just how I roll like, That's just how it's just how it I is mean, how a, it thing, is. A, a thing that Mr. Kelly thinks t- is is funny to do is stand in front of me and hold both of my hands in his hands and ask me stuff to see how how far I can get before I make him let go Cuz I can't talk <laughs> <laughs> 